Hello and welcome back to Arts for All Kentucky Stories. This program is made possible by the Kentucky Department of Education, Office for Special Education and Early Learning, and the Kentucky Arts Council. This episode features Kim Sewell, a Arts for All teaching roster artist who is returning to the podcast uh, with a longtime professional collaborator and fast friend, Missy Carini, who is an art teacher at Warren East Middle School in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I'm Kim Sewell, and I'm a roster artist for Arts for All Kentucky. I'm Missy Carini, and I am a middle school art teacher at Warren East Middle School. That's great. So, Kim, you're you're a return um, correspondence, the wrong word, but contributor to the podcast now. But how did you how did you convince Missy to come on and and join us for? I mean, did, was there some sort of some sort of backdoor deal here to to get her over here, or how did well, how Missy did you and I are, Missy and I are really good friends. Yeah. So, um, and because of it being arts for all, of course, she wanted to come because we're we're both. Um, me being a retired teacher and her being a veteran teacher teaching now for 30 years 37 total. 37 years total so um, our love is for children and for bringing programs to children so so me talking her into it wasn't even a thing I just said Missy let's do this and we started brainstorming and came up with our idea and uh, we brought brought it to the students Nice. Kim, Kim has a uh, wonderful way of convincing me things that I think might be harder than I want to deal with at times are easier than they are. And, um, you know, working with exceptional kids is not always easy. Um, and there's, but there's a lot of love in it and it makes it all worth it. Um, no matter what you're doing with them. So every day in the classroom with the kids that work through my classroom, it changes the way you react to the kids when you know that they need something special, different, that you know isn't just the general norm of the students. And Kim has a habit of finding that and knowing exactly which buttons to push. So she's kept me very involved in... Um, in uh, the exceptional children programs in town. And the wonderful thing about an inclusion grant is it involves all of your students. It involves your um, regular ed students and your exceptional students and your um, EL, your language learners, um, all kinds of students. So all students are involved in these programs and it brings an artist to your school and materials which are really hard to come by right materials are the hardest thing to come by and to do a special program with them and and have the opportunity so with Kim and I we did um a cold wax painting this last time we've done a couple of them but this last one was a cold wax painting and cold wax is not an inexpensive material and it's something that I could never have brought to my kids as a large group and we had about 450 kids no, that's not true. We had about 200 kids that got the opportunity. And then at the same time, we brought in all the teachers that wanted to. They'd come in um, during their planning, during certain classes, and work with the kids as well. So that was kind of an additional thing. So when Kim says we have the opportunity to uh, bring everybody in, 
we really, in my building, we really brought everybody in and, um, we, you know, in middle school, it's only a two year program. So the kids are in and out quicker than you can snap your fingers. Um, and so at some level, it's really nice because the teachers still have their paintings up in their rooms and the kids ask about them, you know, the new groups that come in. So I think that, and then we have a piece up in the hallway as well. And so that also adds to, oh, where did you do, when did you do that? How'd that happen? You know, kind yes, of thing. Yes, it definitely had an impact on your entire school. The yeah. group that we did it with, um, a kid in a wheelchair who had very little use of his arms to begin with, um, and he, and he's normally touching stuff and whatever. So even with the gloves on, you know, it, he wasn't so sure about it until he started doing it. It's, it's, um, it, it's kind of like, you know, the kinetic sand that holds together, but it, it doesn't have that rough texture to it. Um, but it'll hold in a place. So that's what this wax is like. And some of the um, SPED teachers weren't so sure that their kids were going to handle it well, you know, the material. And I kept saying, please trust me, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And they were they were amazing. We didn't have one kid that wasn't enjoying and learning from it and talking about it after the fact. And that's really what it's about. I mean, you know, you want to make sure that these kids have all the experiences that everybody else has, but you also want to make sure that they take something away from that experience and that it lasts with them. And I think we've accomplished that with multiple pro is there, projects. Yes. Is there something about like the, the tactile nature of doing this that speaks to the exceptional students a little more like the, like I, I noticed. I think there is. Yeah. When Definitely. talking with like students and talking about like you know finger painting and stuff with the hands, it, it almost like you know it it stays with them like a lot longer and, and it leaves more of an impression. I wonder why that is. The tactile piece of that. I think it connects with our brain in a different way because we get we become so much involved with the art making process. So it's not about the final project. A lot of times when you're drawing, you're so tense because you're thinking, I have to do this right, I have to do this right. And when you're doing a project like this, it's more about the tactile and and the feel of it and making the creation process. So um, everyone turned out with something wonderful. Right. I mean, kids that in my group that normally may not do very well um, in that, in the realism and trying to make something, you know, look like a face, for example, right? Or um, a true tree look like a real tree. When they did this and they put their trees onto it, um, all of a sudden they could see the tree. You know, it, it felt tree. It didn't, it wasn't so much about the fact that it looked tree visually, but that as they were doing it, they could feel tree in it, you know, and and they were able to see how trees could layer and how far down they could carve. And I mean, it, it, I also think that when they do something tactile like this, like clay it happens with, it what you feel in your fingertips and how it reacts to your brain is different than what you feel through a paintbrush. 
and the full arm movement. You know, there, your your brain reacts differently, and so yeah, there's going to be kids that aren't going to always love the tactile that are exceptional students, but there are others that don't even know if they like it or not because a lot of times they're not exposed, which is what's the beauty of this program is that we're exposing them. Like otherwise, a lot of these kids don't get these opportunities and so with this program, the fact that I didn't have to do it with just one class. I see seven, six classes a day. And we were able to work it out to where I could have her for multiple days for all six classes. And so that was, as and still, come in within the budget and get the supplies we needed to do it. And, you know, and those types of things that makes, you know, the roster artists even better because a lot of our roster artists are retired teachers or taught at some point in, in a more um, public or private school setting, you know, the regular classroom. So versus just um, being working artists in general. Um, we have lots of those as well, but we have a lot of teaching artists on the on the roster. For the budget, we divided it almost equally in half, where I received half for the hours I spent in her classroom and for the work that we did prior to right. planning and everything. And then also um, mainly the hours I spent with in your classroom with children teaching. And then the other half was for our supplies. Right. And that left her some additional supplies at the end so that she could continue to teach right. this process uh, to students who might still be interested. Which I was able to do, which was great. So. so when you're presenting these, when a roster artist comes in or when you're doing these activities, it's not you're not just doing them with the exceptional students, it's with your traditional students as well. So what is it like seeing them kind of working you know, together or even individually together. And it, it, art sometimes can be a, an equal playing field leveling thing. Well, and that's that's one of those things is that um, this leveled the playing field a lot because it wasn't that um, everybody could do it and you didn't have to be perfect at it. So you took your kids. Now, I also will say... I truly believe that a lot of my exceptional students are phenomenal artists. Some of them are much higher level artists than the average kid who might be academically superior, but artistically not so much. So it really brings the academic kids down and the, um, the exceptional students up to where they really got to shine um, a lot more. They they found their little hole um, where they I could agree. Shine. But then we also did a connection of a mural. Do you right. want to talk a little bit about that? Or you, you want me to? Why don't you? Okay. Yeah. Well, we connected it with a mural, and our 
original idea was to use this cold wax process on this huge mural that we put onto, it was a removable mural on a big piece of blue insulation from Lowe's. And so uh, we divided it like a puzzle and had the students draw a logo for Warren East Middle School. For all Uh, of our activities, sports, academics. It was very inclusive of everything that was going on at their school, um, supporting the spirit of their school. But we ended up just doing the cold wax process around the edges because of the cost of it. So the middle was acrylic, and it was more the symbol and the mascot, and then the edges of it were... um, were the small pieces that the students all did, little squares. Yeah, so each kid got – so the big squares, um, we had the the kids uh, come up with an ideas, and then we've uh, the classes all voted on the idea, and we picked one. Um, and then the kids actually drew them out. Yes. Which, and watching them learn to grid something and what piece of their grid and where it needed to meet up and they were spread out on different tables it was hysterical actually and <laughs> and um they, they were like wait which picture do you have which one is yours where what does that mean you know and there were six of them so they didn't just meet one or you know it was really it really brought them together it in did. collaboration it did it really did and it was it was and really, that really was nice. definitely the higher thinking and so we had um I really felt that the students were leading each other. The majority of the kids on my side of the county, um, if they're lucky, they have an art teacher and the same one, K through six at the elementary. A lot of times they wind up with new ones every year. Then they get to me and it's only me, they don't have a choice. But they're also used to doing art type stuff in their, you know, in their classrooms, but it's not art, you know, it's craft or it's, you know, a poster for a project. It's not what we do in my classroom. And so then when you bring in a real artist, um, cause they don't always see me as a real artist because I'm a teacher. So there's yeah, always that you divide. You live at school, don't you? Right, I live at school. I don't. I mean, seeing <laughs> me out in public. You don't go to the grocery store, right? I, up, I, was, I was always con- yeah. confused about like, okay, so like, where do they like hide their bedrooms in here? Like, where do they sleep? <laughs> all kids think that they're right. always so amazed to see you out and about. Right. So <laughs> when Kim comes in and she brings in her own artwork and shows them something new versus what they see me working on of mine. It's like, whoa, people are out in the world doing art and you're really, my advanced kids, which let me add, I use the term advanced. They're not academically advanced. They are absolutely artistically advanced. And a lot of them are um, sped kids to begin with. Um, I just, I've had a large number run through my building that are exceptional artists that are special ed and everything else. And so um, I have an advanced class and those advanced kids, to, for them especially to see a, a working artist um, that is not me, is just something they 
wrap their heads around completely and and there a hundred questions would you say uh, yeah. about your work oh yes yeah I mean just and they all want to touch everything you know mm -hmm. so I think they're always kind of amazed that well and that they get that opportunity to see someone else in their classroom there are a lot of different like for different areas different classes outside people who are brought in for some sort of different type of engagement for classes. Um, but what would you say makes the arts for all experience maybe kind of a cut above that? Like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like bringing somebody to do these the things. support with it. Yeah, absolutely. The support with it. Um, the ability to reach out to Del Air at any stage, just writing the grant. Um, I've been writing them for a long time. Doesn't mean I'm very good at it. I get them, but I can't tell you I'm very good at it. Okay, I, I will admit that. If it wasn't for Del Air, Kim by my side through most things, I I wouldn't have gotten any of them. And so having somebody um, that really supports you to giving those, to helping you gain those opportunities for your students. Right. The writing can be overwhelming. Just thinking about how, well, how do I write it to include uh, special populations? And um, of course, I can help you, Ross, any art artist that you want to connect with for music or theater um, would be happy to help you with writing. I moved to Kentucky 25 years ago, 25 and a half years ago now. Um, and uh, at first didn't find a job in Warren County, my first two years, and taught in two other counties in Kentucky. Um, at which point I had the wonderful pleasure of meeting Kim, who was an elementary art teacher in Warren County. Um, and when I came in to Warren East Middle School, she and I became fast and furious friends. Um, and she was doing the elementaries at the time. Um, and we have, I don't know, traveled together. We have created art together. We both now have a studio in our homes where it was one or the other of us at different times. and. So we do. we also sell art occasionally yes. at venues yes. as two local girls. Right. So we 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 are thick as thieves. I would say. I mean, we, you know, we're kind of still in two different places in our lives, but they work, which is kind of yeah. nice. Um, we've made we've made that work. She has older kids, older than mine, but um, they've all balanced out about yes. now, and. But we, we just, um, we've just had some wonderful opportunities because of Warren County Schools. Yes. To start with. Um, yeah. And then because of that, it fed into when she retired going, she had been using um, Arts for All roster artists for years. And during that time, while we both were teaching, she pushed me into it and I had a couple. And then when she retired, it was like, well, of course I want you in my classroom because I wanted to be in your classroom when you were teaching kind of mm -hmm. thing. You know, she she does different things than I do. That's what I was about to ask yeah. is if that if she was the one who kind of mentioned to you about back then VSA, but now Arts for All, if she, if she was the one who introduced that to you first. I don't know. I think I, she's the one who pushes me 
I'll, I'll say this. She pushes me to do things that I don't, I, I otherwise wouldn't make myself do. So yes, I always presented at a conference here and there, but if I didn't do it every year, it wasn't a big deal. You know, I didn't really think much of it. I was content in my classroom and going in and, and learning and having fun at conferences, both state and national. And Kim um, is that driving force that says, you have something to share, so you need to share it. And because I know she has stuff to share, and she's and and she's always such a positive role model for me. I think that if she says jump, I always say how high. Where do you want me? The title of what we taught for NAEA was the heart of inclusion, and we capitalized A R T in heart. I think that Missy and I both are our hearts are with all of our students and the heart of inclusion is including art in these kids lives i would i would agree um we have big hearts but theirs are bigger thank you all again for coming back to arts for all kentucky stories to hear the great perspectives of those working with our exceptional students and those with disabilities to bring them arts opportunities. Uh, again, we'd like to thank the Kentucky Department of Education Office for Special Education and Early Learning and the Kentucky Arts Council. Follow Arts for All Kentucky on Facebook in order to keep up to date with new podcast releases we release on the last Thursday of every month. Stay tuned.